I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Hi, I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church, and thanks for joining in to our sermon podcast today. We hope you find God's love, grace, and challenge as you listen to and for God's Word. Chapter 8, verses 31 through 38, page 44 in your pew Bible. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd and with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of the Lord. I do have to tell you right up front that um, I wrote about three different sermons this week, and so I I finally settled on the the one, and it's not the one that's in your bulletin. So it's, um, I'm sorry. Um, Sometimes that just happens. But I guess if I would title this one, it would be, It's All That Easy and It's All That Hard. So there you go. Because I guess, you know, I get to this point because life for all of us in this room is busy, right? And it's complicated. And, and that's not new. We weren't the folks to, to we weren't the generation that, that kind of invented being busy and life being complicated. Uh, folks have been looking to cut corners for a long time, and well, forever, actually. Think of this. I was walking through the grocery store the other day and um, noticed that, you know, cake mixes, boxes that when they when they started those in the 1930s the the biggest issue the biggest debate was will we just have people add water or will we have them add water and add an egg that was the big you know corporate discussion could you imagine that discussion around a business table like in in like at what betty crocker or whatever going i think we should make them have an egg add an egg no 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 it should just be add water that should have been an enthralling conversation. Well, in the end, the powers that be decided, we, the first ones would just be add water. We've got to make this as easy as possible 
for people to do. In the 50s, Betty Crocker came along and said, instruct housewives at that point in time to add water and two of your own fresh eggs because marketing psychologists argued that bakers would actually like to do more than just add water. So there you have it. So I'm sure the two eggs just changed it psychologically for all those bakers out there. Said, whoa, now I'm really doing something. Well, life is busy and life is complicated. And think of this, if television shows, it's, it's hard to see TV, you know, to get in a whole hour or whatever now to watch a television show. And if that's your problem, let me just offer you something that's easy and convenient. It's called a Minisode Network. You go on YouTube and, and you can watch an hour-long show in six minutes, okay, and still get the gist. And just to prove the point, I watched an old Breaking Bad episode the other day in seven minutes, Okay, so if you're too busy to watch a, a full episode, you go to Minnesota uh, Network and you can cut into your life and time, save some time, because life is busy and complicated. And if you're wondering, yes, yes, the church is now made convenient and easiest is best, if you want to think about it this way. Go on the website, go out on, on, on the uh, internet and find this website for what is called the Donut Church. That's right, donut, you know, like a donut, the donut church. And here's the donut church's philosophy. The secret to the donut church's success can be found in our church growth philosophy. The six C's, C, the letter C, uh, in in the donut church philosophy is this. Which decision will require the least of our congregation? What will require the least? What will people like? What decision makes us look the coolest? And for every minister in the world, that is the bottom line. What will make us look the coolest? Standing here in a robe and then wearing a stole, yeah. What else can we do to lower the standard of Christian faith? Which decision will draw more people to the donut church? Because the six C's are being cool, convenient, casual, non-committal, non-confrontational, and comfortable. Here's what they say. We don't ever want church to interfere with your private life. We understand that you're often too busy for God, so we provide many options by which you can have a weekly religious experience, whether it can be offering only one service a week so you don't feel bad for missing two or three services in a week, service streaming, online tithing, in foyer tithing, kiosk, Uh, in sanctuary food services or by having the service pushed directly to you on your smartphone. We want you, um, we do what we can to make your church experience whether as as easy as possible. So you read the passage today from the book of Mark and you realize that Jesus obviously is not a member at the Donut Church. Listen to it again. He called the crowd with the disciples and he said to them, if any of you want to be my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what in the world will it profit you to gain the whole world and forfeit your life? 
Indeed, what they uh, can give in return for their life. Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. He's not asking the question, which decision will require the least of my congregation? What else can we do to lower the standard? Which decision will draw more people? Is it cool or convenient or casual or non-committal or non-confrontational? None of the above. So this conversation that they're having, it even calls Peter to call Jesus to the side and say, look, man, you're hurting the brand here. Tone it down a little. This whole suffering thing. Be like a politician. Play the smart Jesus. Play to your base. Say what they want to hear. Make faith easy and tone down this cross thing. Because remember in their day, the cross was a symbol of losing your life. It was, it was the death mark. Make faith just kind of like an just add water faith. But Jesus just doesn't listen to Peter here. And he keeps going. This was not the stuff he was saying behind closed doors either. He's saying this out in public. Here again, he called the crowd and his disciples. He's just openly saying this stuff. Take up your cross. He was not hiding what it takes to be a disciple in any way, shape, or form. I suppose Jesus could have kept his thoughts to himself. Could have chosen his words just a little more you know, advertisement oriented, like if you take this pill, you can lose up to 50 pounds. You may or may not lose one, but there's a possibility. You know, follow me and maybe you might have to give up your life. But rather, he's being a realistic person here, and it's fairly accurate. Folks hanging around this religious guy They're hoping he's the Messiah, that he will bring in this new reign, that he will throw off Rome for folks who believe, for those who used to believe, for those who are trying to believe. Jesus wants to make all of those in this crowd be under to understand what they're buying into. It's not cool. It's not convenient. It's not casual. There is commitment. And Jesus is certainly confronting them. With the honest truth. If you want to follow me. This is what it cost. And as a matter of fact. He's, he's confronting us today too. You have to pick up your cross. And sometimes. It can be heavy. But. You know. You got to take up your cross. And so somebody's sitting there going. But, but she's doing this. She should have to take up. Nope. You have to take up your cross. Yeah, but you know what he's doing when nobody else is watching? You know how he acts when you aren't around Jesus? No. You have to take up your cross. I'm not worried about them. You have to take up yours. Yes, I know that the Donut Church website is really a fake. It's a hoax. It's just a spoof on church. It's not real. But sometimes... 
what makes things absurd is that there's a hint of reality to them. Some do try to make Christian life more convenient. And I have to make an honest confession. As your pastor, I might be one of them. I don't really want things to be tough for my congregation. You're mine. And I'm kind of protective of that. I want life to be good for you. And I don't want anybody in this room to suffer. But that's not always the case. I love the Jesus that spouts, Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened. I will give you rest. I love that Jesus. I love that guy. But that same Jesus who says that to us says, At the same time, be aware that you have to pick up your cross and you have to follow me. That if we really, really, really want to gain life, we have to give it up. I guess too often I want this convenient faith which fits nicely into my busy schedule and not a faith that requires intention, not a faith that calls for me to take up the cross and to follow Christ in the sacrifice. We don't ever want a church to interfere with our private lives, as the Donut Church website says. When we want our faith to be somewhat convenient, we find that it's totally opposite of what Jesus is calling us to today. I want to call Jesus aside and say, I think you're missing it. You're missing the point. Just like Peter did, but he will not leave this message alone. And Peter finds out the hard way, doesn't he? He gets rebuked in front of all of his buddies. And I think that Jesus today is really telling us that this faith that we're called to has a sense of depth to it that cannot always be attained by convenient or noncommittal or cool. We have to give ourselves away, he tells us today. And that's not casual or convenient. And, and it's probably not very cool either. And that's when we offer community to the leper. That's how we give ourselves away at the cross. It's when we offer healing to those who are hurting around us. That's when we give ourselves away at the cross. It's when we offer shelter to the widow. When we forgive our enemies. When we offer welcome to a stranger. When we take up the cross, we discover just how difficult some of these things can be. Sometimes in our own lives. Haywood Holderness is a retired minister and, and he's just a hoot. And I love being around the guy. But he tells this story of back in the 60s when he was a young minister. He was right out of divinity school. And, and he, his first call was in Mississippi in the 60s. And he remembers the cross and how heavy it is to carry sometimes. Because he saw a number of them burned in his front yard. See, he would march in some of the civil rights things in the 60s that were going on in Mississippi. And he was a Caucasian pastor walking alongside his African-American brothers and sisters. And he'd talk about that some nights he'd wake up in the night because there'd be a, a cross on fire in his front yard. Following Jesus is not just 
mere convenient when it gets like that. Jesus is calling us to a lifestyle that's not merely set up for Sunday mornings or convenient. Being a disciple calls for us to give our lives away. And Jesus modeled that for us in the way he walked during this Lenten season to the cross. He did speak of resurrection hope. He did. And we always know it comes at Easter, don't we? It's coming and it will triumph over evil. But we have to go through the rejection of the cross before we get there. As your pastor, I wish I could tell you that all of life works out when you're a faithful disciple of Jesus. That everything that goes on from here is just sweet victory each and every day. Where faith never confronts who you are or who I am. But that wouldn't be very honest for any of us, would it? Inevitably, every journey of faith will require us to entertain a Christ that confronts us, who we are and what we're about. And some cross-carrying is required. So some might ask, is that not just a pretty bitter gospel? And I don't know how to answer that question. I can only say that it is the life that Christ calls us to live. And... I don't know how we get around that any other way. It's your life and it's your answer to carry. And it's my life and it's my answer that I have to carry as well. And actually, as a congregation, we've committed ourselves to each other to worship together, to be a part of this family of faith. And so as a congregation, it's our answer to answer together in that way. And the Christ judges your answer and my answer and our answer the same way. And our answer must have some notion of cross carrying hoisted on our backs. Giving ourselves away for the message of faith. Or there's no life in us, this passage says. You've heard me say on a number of occasions. It's all that easy and it's all that hard. Where Bruce Reyes Chow was the moderator of the Presbyterian Church General Assembly, uh, the 218th is what he was. So it's been a little while back, about 10 years. And he always had the same benediction. It's all that easy and it's all that hard. And that is our faith, I think, reduced to a, a sentence. That is what Jesus is saying to us today. If you want to be a disciple, if you want life, You have to take up your cross and share your life with others. It's all that easy and it's all that hard. Thanks be to God. Amen. This is Neil Carter thanking you once again for listening to our podcast at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. You can also visit us at our website, complete with our online donations for those wishing to give. Come check us out at our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter. Or if you're in the Harrisburg, North Carolina area, feel free to drop in and visit us in person. Thanks again for being with us today.